Welcome to the second episode of Chameleon Football Club and today I've got my, another member of our regular team, Rob uh, and with myself you got your Midlands music mogul Mojo in the studio recording up so big up Chameleon, yeah Today's episode, um, before we get started on like the topic and subject I just want to get a brief introduction for Rob and who he is and like, you know So Rob, if you can just tell us like, you know, what made you get into football, what team you support and like I gotta say, like you know, guys, like Rob's like one of the most knowledgeable guys that I know about football. So pressure's on oh, now, man. mate. So you know, that over to my you. Heart, man. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'm a Villa fan. I've yeah. been since yeah day one. Born in Warsaw, like all of us. Lot. So yeah. Warsaw's my second. So I know Warsaw, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, grew up in Warsaw. Let's yeah, no, I'm just pulling your leg. I know, oh, man. Um, and yeah, man. Like just football's been in my blood since. A very young age. I was always shit. Always shit at football, you know. Throughout yeah. my school years, couldn't play it. Loved studying the game. And then I kind of got to a semi-acceptable level when playing. Yeah. Not like, you know what I mean? But like street yeah, level, yeah. you know, obviously I never played for any like sick team or anything. But like, love kicking the ball around now. Obviously retired, a bit fat. Yeah. So Retired. That, retired exactly. from retired from what? <laughs> <laughs> retired from five-a-side at goals, man. Five-a-side at goals, yeah. You know, <laughs> That's what I've been there. From. The goals won't forget, man. Darlington yeah. goals never forgets. Yeah, of course, man. Streets would always remember. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm excited to do this. I've been wanting to get, um, I know it's only episode two, missed the first one, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. More. We're going to be like, you know, one point, we're going to get the trio going and Definitely. have a big old conversation. But yeah, get into today's episode. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the unsung legends of the game or the greats of the game. So like players that had solid careers, were crucial to their teams, but not quite maybe the standout man that you remember when you think back of your team or whatever. But and never got the plaudits maybe they deserved. But so starting off, I just want to know, like, what do you what do you think? What's is there even a term such an as an unsung legend? Do you even agree with that? Uh, like a sort of a definition of it. I don't think there is. I think it all depends on the impact they had during the time at their club and at other clubs. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think there's several categories that you can put them into where it's like people that were uh, amazing and well sung in their current club, but not so much outside of that. And also people that maybe only had a couple of seasons at the top or yeah, a couple of seasons yeah. where people really knew about them and then maybe faded a little bit into obscurity mm-hmm. or just lower leagues or something like that. But I don't think there's a pure definition of it. I think it. this is a massively opinion-based one. Of, of course, like like everything in football is opinion-based, you know, mm. unless you go in by stats and numbers, then... Yeah. Like Pele's like the best player of all time. You know? like <laughs> yeah. Pele's still scoring goals maybe on FIFA <laughs> and is adding to its record, you know. So yeah, like the stats aside, I think, you know, to every person, like, you know, even when we, we were talking to Craig about, you know, what your idea of like, you know, great transfers and great mm-hmm. footballers are, it's all like, you know, there's a certain idea of romance that you have, like, you know, with Massively. nostalgia, like the club that you support and you're just upbringing as well you know some like some people might never appreciate someone like a maradona because they're, they're like a cheater whatever in their eyes but then to like somebody else it's like that's all part and parcel of the game that's and it's like win at it, all costs so you know it's 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 everything's a matter of opinion i think i'm excited to talk about it because this is kind yeah. of my sort of 
favourite thing yeah. to speak about in football yeah. really is reminiscing and yeah that romance aspect of it about people that I enjoyed watching and remember yeah. thinking yeah they're a great player yeah but like sometimes I also think you know when we think about uh, these kind of players or these topics especially when talking about like the players from the past it's 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 sometimes you know you can kind of get a little bit deluded because you might remember someone that might have only had one standout season you and really was do. like you know probably below average for their team at uh, other times you know there might be a couple people on here that yeah. <laughs> are questionable yeah but it's again well, it's about yeah. what you you truly believe what you what you saw what you witnessed or what you think you witnessed when you're a bit mm-hmm. younger and your opinion of football then as compared to now mm-hmm. um, you know you compare it to the current crop I mean obviously a lot of these people are retired or close yeah. to retirement we've got a few yeah. current names in there a yeah. few people in their prime yeah, yeah. but um, I think it's just about what you were, it's your it's a yeah. it's a very nostalgic topic this and that's yeah. why I like it football nostalgia is, is deep man like it, yeah, it, yeah. You, there's so much to go back through Brilliant. So to start off in the goalkeeping position, you know, uh, what form actually before even that, what mm. formation are we going to do? I'm de- I'm going four four two. It's the four, classic. Four, two. One. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go four four two to four at the back, four in midfield, and Absolutely. two up front. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So goalkeepers to start goalkeepers, off. Goalkeepers, mate. It's a yeah. contested position. Yeah. Obviously, we've got several for each. We started off. You see, Yaskalainen, mate. Yeah. You see, Yaskalainen, brilliant, brilliant player to talk about. Bolton, West Ham. Yeah. Wigan know. as well had a couple of seasons there towards oh, the end have, of his career. Did he play at Wigan as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of seasons at Wigan. I think that was lower in the leagues, but oh, you see, he was such a presence. I never understood why he didn't get snapped up by no insult to Bolton Wonders and West Ham and Wigan, but at that time, never the biggest teams in the league. Obviously, West Ham have having a great spell now. Yeah. But I never understood why you didn't get... I suppose there's better players around, but I didn't... Even like an Arsenal or, you know, my club Villa or Newcastle, mm-hmm. larger teams at that time, didn't consider him because... Well, like, you know, so going consistent. by his record, he had like, you know, over 474 appearances for Bolton. Yeah. In the league, so... Like, well over 500. Yeah, uh, so he's like one of the oldest serving players, like, you know, in the Premier League. He served for a long, long time. And, you know, many clean sheets, lots of good saves, you know. I remember him having, like, you know, re- like really good reflexes. And especially in this time as Bolton, you know, when you, when you, when, like, you know, as a Chelsea fan, when we used to go and play up in, like, you know, Bolton, like, you know, you just knew, like, you, Yask Linen's not someone that you can just yeah. take a pop from, like, 30 yards. And he's, he's no he's slouch, make a, man. Yeah, he's not going to make a, like, you know, stupid fumble and let it in, you know. It's like you have to really work to, like, beat this guy. That was the thing about Yaskalina, no matter what team he was, like what team he was at rather at that time, if he was playing, he was one of the best players mm-hmm. for that team, like one of the key people that, you know, you think about before the game, you see the programme or, you know, you, you see the lineups on telling you think, shit, man, like we've got to yeah, even your best late, strikers, man. Later on in his career as well, you know, I think it was up until 2015, he was a part, uh, West Ham and then, uh, then he kind of dropped down with Wigan, uh, with mm. Championship and like, you know, League One level. And he went, he went to the Indian Super League as well for a little bit for Athletic actually? Yeah, Kolkata and that's where I think... Played one game. <laughs> Played one game. <laughs> Fantastic. Went there because he's from Finland and he went there and was like, yeah, too hot for me, man. Forget this. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, well, one game legend, you know, it's like Papis Dileji Bodu that used to play for Chelsea and... You know, he had like one appearance at Warsaw for like a minute as a substitute. Did he actually? Oh and, my god! And we used to call him like you know Papis the Legend. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Papagilla Bodgy. So you see Yaskalainen for the first pick. Uh, who else in there? Like I'd say someone like um, 
Steve Harper. Steve Harper, mate. Newcastle yeah. legend. I mean, he's actually the new... I think he's Newcastle's longest ever serving player, mate. I think he's got... Um, or certainly was at the time. You know, from 90... Bro, he was there from 1993 to 2013. 20 years at that club, man. What a servant. And and he was in first choice for a lot of that time as well, Not wasn't he? Not for very he? long. I think he was only sort of really first choice, choice when Newcastle first got relegated. Uh-huh. And which like... Was, it, uh, who 20, was the who was the main keeper though? You know, uh, don't ask me. It was Shay Given, bro. Shay you know Given. Oh Shay yeah, Given. yes, of course. Yeah, Shay Given. Yes, Shay Given. Yeah. So he was like he was more of a backup kind of keeper. What a backup I would say to have though, man. Yeah, he was a brilliant backup to have, and he probably had more of a career at Newcastle towards like the later on once Shay he Given did, kind yeah. of moved on. I think Shay uh, Shay Given went to City. Yeah. yeah, he went to City, and you know, um, I think that was the period when City really the transition started. Transition period, yeah, the transition yeah. of like the Rubinho, that Boilano, and stuff oh, like yes. that. Martin Petrov. I, I love that era. Of football, Same man, that was know? cool. Yeah. I remember when um, just little Villa bragging it. It was the first season that they got their money, and they started Alano and Petrov. Villa beat them four two. Gabby a bundle or hatch. Oh, that was the. I remember. Bro? I just remember like you know when uh, Martin O'Neill was your manager during that time, and. Uh, I think you and Arsene Wenger had like quite a few run-ins because like yeah, they <laughs> yeah. were definitely like your... We were knocking on the door. Yeah, you were knocking on the door and you nearly did it a few seasons but then Arsene Wenger, you know, the great man always made it to uh, to the to the finishing line somehow mm. or the other, kept him in there, you know. Uh, but When we were struggling for keepers, Villa, um, you know, in between and before that, mm-hmm. when we had... Um, Friedel and Given, like we had a, a year of a couple of years of very very good keepers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, two Premier League greats, Brad Friedel's fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah, um, act too good for me to put on this list. I think he's very very like highly thought of. Good appearance uh, performances against big teams like Manu, really good keeper. But before that, we had like Sorensen, a bit of a low. We had fucking what's his name, Enkelman, like just trash yeah. keeper. I always thought, why don't we sign Steve Harper, man? You know, okay, Steve Harper. I tell you one reason, maybe he shouldn't be in this. But he's kind of Judas in some sense. <laughs> Even though he didn't play for them, but he betrayed Newcastle and he went to Sunderland towards the end. But you know, as a it was as a goalkeeping coach, he did not play, but still, you know. I, s- I suppose. Yeah, he never played. I think unless you pull on the shirt and go out on the pitch, you can but then again, if Gabby Abanahor went to Birmingham City at the end of his career. I would be like, yeah, definite Judas, mate. But yeah, he didn't yeah, play, exactly, he didn't play. exactly. You know, there you go. He Agreed. might, he might not even like, you know, do anything of meaningful, like you know. But then it kind of still tarnishes like your reputation a little bit. I'd say it. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, but I still think he deserves to be on the list because you know, again, like we spoke about at the beginning, it mm-hmm. might be because he's, you know, we've got club legends in here. But I think. He was a very good keeper and doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. And I think that's down to his game time. Mm-hmm. But he was just second fiddle to Shea Given, one of the best keepers in the league history. So he just didn't have the opportunity. I think it's good that he didn't move, um, you know, in a way, because he showed that Lord team was always a good servant when but they then, needed him. At the same time, you know, you've got to ask, like, you know, if he was that good of a keeper and if he was really confident in his abilities, why not go and test yourself True. somewhere else and why didn't while you're in your him? prime of your career, you know? Yeah. Why didn't someone come and buy him? Why did you wait all that time just to go sign for Sunderland in the end? <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, man. Yeah. Why did you wait all that time to be in a, yeah, I'm a Newcastle legend video for 20 years Yeah, and then just piss on all the fans? Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, what you wasted your entire career sitting on the bench, going on countless loan spells, and then in the end you're like, you know what? I'm a club legend, but you know what? Let me just go in and like 
ruined that or like put a little stain <laughs> on it by just going signing for the absolute rivals. Perhaps, man. But, yeah. Mm. So who else? Tim Krul. Oh, yes, another, of course. Another, another Newcastle. Newcastle. Player, yeah. Newcastle loves that. Had a good bunch of goalkeepers Very over the years. So, yeah. I mean, Dubravka yeah. now. Yeah. Um, who have they got? Elliot as well. Um, who's the other keeper they've got? Dubravka's. Oh, I don't know. Second fiddle. Doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, Tim yeah, Krul. Tim Krul, yeah. Always be synonymous for, um, was it 2014 World Cup or Euro mm-hmm. 2012 where he came on? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. for the penalties. Oh yes, yes. penalty saving expert. Even expert, uh, yeah. I think even he's playing there to date now, and he's with Norwich City. And is, yeah. second, uh, I think it was it in a cup game or something. Tim Krul did come on for a penalty penalty yeah. shootout yeah, or something. I don't know why. Why is it that more keepers can't do this? Like they they just have. What is it about you that makes you a penalty specialist? And why did you know David De Gea save one recently, but you know hasn't saved one for years, and yet is you know he's not, he's a very good goalkeeper. What is it about some people that just have that? penalty ability and these days we're seeing a difference in like how the goalkeeping positions kind of manages as well especially like you know at Chelsea uh, where you know we had um, Kepa kind of come on in the Super Cup and Mendy yeah. was absolutely cool about it but then we also had the, 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 the opposite, opposite there <laughs> But then the Kefo's side of the story was he was pretending to be injured to kind of waste time I a little bit. I don't believe that for a second, mate. Because you look at Maurizio Sarri and he was kicking Oh, off. yeah, yeah. He walked down. So he was so mad. He was so mad. He Went was and insane. smoked like 30 fags. <laughs> <laughs> Put three cigars in his mouth at the same time. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I think... Um, uh, I think cruel above Harper. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Especially for the fact but... that, you know, he's like, you know, a Netherlands international. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he played in a World team. Cup. Don't so, think he's... And he was part of a team that was third at the World Cup. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that team was in- immense. That team, we could talk about, we'll talk about that another time, but that team when they destroyed Spain, like mm-hmm. the end of Spain's era was because of that Dutch team. But um, yeah, I think Krul and Jaskalainen are definitely front winners mm-hmm. for this. I don't think Krul... Oh, it's tough to pick between Mark. You got other people as well, like um, Mark Schwarzer. Mark Schwarzer, oh yeah, definitely a good mention. Yeah, Mark Schwarzer, great was, servant, prime yeah. at Middlesbrough. Yeah, he came to Chelsea as well. I think he, I think he did. He end up winning the league with us. He was back up. He was, well, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he won the league or Europa, there? Europa League or something. Was he there when you won? No, that would have been too early when uh, for Champions League. Oh, Champions still... League. We had that Borough guy, uh, Ross Turnbull. Yeah, Ross yes. Turnbull, Chelsea Ross. legend. A shout out if you're ever listening out there somewhere. Big Ross, Big yeah. Ross. <laughs> hey, Sturridge also won a, a, a prayer Champions League medal with us. You that know, is he's, crazy. He's won Champions League he's with two teams. Put a respect on that Agreed, name, man. <laughs> but yeah, so we got UC Yaskalainen, Steve Harper, Tim Krul, Mark, Mark Schwarzer. I'm not putting Ross Turnbull in there, mate. I don't no, know. No, 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 Ross Turnbull. That was. So, sorry, Ross. Sorry, Ross. You're a brilliant guy. You're like, you know, I can't even judge you. You're a Premier League standard player. So I was just thinking about um, <laughs> where a lot of these players have played their trade. And I was just thinking about Thomas Sorensen as well, because it got me thinking that, you know, Steve Harper, Tim Krul, Mark Schwartz are all from the North. Well, they're not from the Northeast, but all played for Northeast clubs, that powerhouse yeah. um, area. And. What is it about going to the northeast? Just makes you a better keeper. It's got to be the climate up there. Oh, mate! When you're cold, because they got the long wet. sleeves on, man. That's why. <laughs> Reckon it makes your reflexes a little bit more better because when you're playing, you know, further down south, temperatures. And, yeah, you're just used to it, so you can just react a lot more mm. quicker. 
<laughs> the cold has forged you. <laughs> Literally, man. A lot of these players were forged by the cold of the North. Okay, East, so uh, let's let's pick one then. So who who are you going for? I think I've got to go for UC Ascolinum. I was yeah. I'm I'm gonna go for UC. It's UCL. close between yeah. him and Tim Krul though. Oh yes, definitely Tim Krul's. But then again, what's second the category? Of... Is it just our favourite, or who's the better player? It's a bit of both, I'd say. Okay, if we just combine in both factors, then I'd say UC Ascolinum. Yeah, UC Ascolinum, and yeah. uh, obviously we need somebody on the bench. So then Tim Krul's Tim on there. Krul's. Sorry, number Steve. 13. You kind of made the list, but you. Oh, quite... He's the ultimate substitute keeper. Yeah, you're not the even made the substitute yeah, made the subs oh. bench this time. Good thing. Sorry, sorry, Steve. You know. <laughs> If you hadn't signed for Sunderland, you you'd know, be, oh, I'd know, mate, you'd be starting. Yeah, you Start might have been, you, know, you might have been in there, but <laughs> you know how we feel about these things, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, so next we go to the right back position. To start off with, uh, we've got Alan Hutton, first name, someone on my that list, mate. someone that <laughs> you're very familiar with. A huge, big, big fan of Alan Hutton, mate. Yeah. legend. Many, many happy memories of seeing Alan Hutton. Um, uh, for Villa yeah but you know he was a Spurs player so you know how oh. I feel about those kind oh, of things oh this is true this but, is true you know but mate Alan Hutton is he's a I would say he's a modern day Villa legend he might not go down in history you know you mm -hmm. look back at the Villa Villa in, in 34 years time but for our era obviously it's not Villa's greatest era we're getting better now but over the past sort of 10 years or so it's not been a, a great period Alan Hutton's definitely one of the standouts in terms of fan favourite and mm -hmm. actually ability I remember um, playing Wolves in the championship and um, by some freak of nature obviously well not a freak of nature but um, he was stronger than Adama Traore I don't know how it happened but he was muscle in Adama Traore mm -hmm. and that was I didn't understand that. I was like he was defying physics didn't mostly uh, play for you guys during your championship years he lot. did but that's why he's a legend mate and also he did he had, he had some Premier League seasons yeah, see, I, I think for me... Um, and look at all the Premier League seasons he not, had. I'm not Spurs. knocking Alan Hutton because he's a Spurs fan, mm. which I will knock you for. But let's put putting that aside, when he did play for Spurs, Spurs were Spurs were and are a decent Premier League side. Yeah. yeah? yeah. I'll give him that respect <laughs> that much. Maybe not today. Yeah, but yeah, maybe not today. <laughs> but <laughs> And even there, Alan Hutton quite... Wasn't really starting. He wasn't one of the best. He was for a little bit, but he wasn't yeah. one of the. They, he kind they, of faded they, out. He was know? always a position they were looking to sort of replace. I yeah, think, exactly. I, I think yeah, that's fair. But Alan for us, Hutton, mate, so, I remember when he kicked Saido Berahino in the balls, and he kicked him so hard, he kicked him off the pitch. <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. Like obviously, Saido Berahino, a West Brom player. He, um, the goal he scored, mate, from right back when he took on four Birmingham City players two seasons mm -hmm. ago. And rifled it bottom corner like that's that's why he's a Villa legend, mate. For doing that against Blues, that's so just looking at the numbers stuff. wise, yeah. Um, at Spurs, he was uh, in 2007 up until 2010-11 season, and in mm. those uh, seasons, he made 51 appearances in it's, the league. I, you yeah, know, it's not that's great. he was a stalwart. He was a good starter at Rangers, though, wasn't yeah. he? So, uh, at uh, Rangers, yes, he played a decent amount of games, but you know what? Scottish Premier League is not the Premier League, uh, I'm afraid, and it's just, you know, the the Champions League position speak for itself <laughs> at, at present. No disrespect to Scottish football, and I do wish they had, like, some sort of a way where the league can improve to a higher standard and, and like, you know, ultimately the Scottish team can have a bit more better players, but, you know, I don't think... Scottish Premier League is we can't compare those seasons okay, to okay. The, the seasons of the Premier League you can League. compare it to 
the three full seasons he had in the Premier League with Villa, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we may have got relegated in one of those. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, like, that ultimate, and he's a defender and he ultimately ended in relegation. You know, he's probably shipped a load of goals and that guy was probably responsible. Fuck you. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have a word said against Alan Hutton, mate. No, but I understand your reasoning. But yeah, still a, a very much a favourite favorite player for me. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next up, um, who else can we think of? Like, um, Jeremy, maybe? Absolutely adored Jeremy, mate. I'm a Chelsea fan, but I'm a bit split on Jeremy. That, you know? Why is that, man? I loved him. I'd, um, He was a good player for us, but then I think once, like, you know, the transition happened for us, it was always a problem position as well, from what I can remember. True. Uh, during that time um, during the Mourinho era didn't you just uh, get rid of like um, Melchior and stuff yeah yeah well? we did and Jeremy was meant to be this like you yeah. know great saviour that came from like Real Madrid mm. I think he had like a season on loan to Middlesbrough you know when he was at Real Madrid he was shortlisted for FIFA Men's Player of the Year I he never knew on that. the shortlist mate that's like at Real Madrid but I think that's that explains like um, Real Madrid bias to a T Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Because, yeah, yeah, I rated Jeremy, but I don't think he's shortlist for one of the players of the year. Yeah, yeah, I just Can't cannot matter. remember. Like, But then again, Jeremy's seasons were maybe in his prime was maybe a little bit before my time. Like, you know, I'm 30 years old. I was like 12, 13 at that time. So, like, do I really remember I vivid there, images of yeah. Jeremy playing? There wasn't yes, too like, much information around for us. Like, there was no YouTube to look up. And, yeah, yeah. You, know, you was, only got past footage now. But I think that's, you know, why how we get a lot of our knowledge mm -hmm. and watching Jeremy. There isn't too, yeah, there's not too much archive footage. Of yeah, him. he was a solid player at Newcastle as well. And But I think he ultimately was, yeah. that also ended in relegation, didn't it? Like, so another relegation fodder player, I'd say, <laughs> with Jeremy. But, you know, but... He could strike a ball though, Jeremy. Jeremy could strike a ball and he, he won La Liga. He won Champions League twice. Mate, And he on. won Premier League twice. What so. am I talking about? Of course he's shortlisted for FIFA player though. Should have won it. <laughs> Should have won it, bro. Yeah, and he also won the Cameroonian Premier League. There you go. There like, you go. Like, prestige, you know, there is bro. no debate there. I was like, not talking about the Scottish League, but Cameroonian Premier League. Cameroon's produced a lot of good footballers, my friend. Yeah, Samuel yeah. Eto'o, come on. There you go. So, yeah, Jeremy, good shout in there, Jeremy. Who else? Um, um, I'd say another Chelsea guy out there, um, maybe Dan Petrescu. Dan Petrescu, Romanian legend. Romanian legend, you know. Um, Wasn't he, he was... playing with like Georgi Hadji and stuff in that team? Oh, yes. I think he may have been part of that great Romanian team at one point, you know. But Dan Petrescu was definitely a stalwart for us. And it was really like Chelsea, like kind of going into this era of like getting more European players, Torre, yeah, Andre yeah. Flo, like Gianluca Vialli, and uh, those Zola. Sort of Zola, of course, you know, Rude Hillet. And he was like, he was maybe like one of those players that was like what today's system's modern fullback was always like bombing down. He had some like, you know, he had some decent numbers. He had like 17 goals Pretty in 150 in appearances. Yeah. I mean, he know? was he was a, a, a almost a household name because he had mm -hmm. that sort of debut season in the Premier League when Wednesday in the early 90s were, well, mid-90s were a, a, a good side. And obviously that, you know, incited Chelsea mm -hmm. uh, to sign him. And yeah, as you said, sort of like almost... An introduction to the modern day fullback. I mean, look at his early days. I know it's Steyr Bucharest, which is in the Romanian yeah. Premier League, which isn't the greatest. But then but, still, uh, Bucharest you know, 28 also goals, won. you know, occasionally played as a winger, but he was almost that sort of one of the first transitions between fullback and winger to create the modern day wingback, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like probably one of the first examples of players 
in that defensive position that focused a lot more on attack. Mm. Maybe you can argue with other people across Europe like Cafu, Roberto, Carlos, etc. But I think they were still primarily, maybe with the exception of Carlos, uh, I'd say they were all meant to be primarily defenders. But yes, yeah. Petriscu made that he whole thing lines. about overlapping. And it's like, you know, that was, I think that whole era was the shift in like the change in the Premier League. With uh, like I think across the league we had like a lot more European players and European yeah. managers come in. The Petriscu definite Premier League. Uh, well, I don't know. You yeah, can, no relegation there, mate. No yeah, relegation no relegation there, there, mate. You know, and <laughs> solid seasons, mate. I'm looking at his numbers: 24, 34, 31. He's yeah, his he's first starter. choice. Yeah, his first choice yeah. right back. And he was playing as a, a Wednesday as well. 29 appearances. You know, so he was. And towards the end of his career with Southampton as well, he ended up in. You know, Bucharesti national towards the end, but you know he played at a decent level for a, a very long time. Very long for time for the mo- majority of the um, you know mid to late nineties. Yeah, he's he got Premier League nearly two hundred appearances in in the Premier League. So I think yeah, definite Premier yeah, League. Maybe great. doesn't get the respect on his name. Mm-hmm. Same goes Stephen Carr, mate. It's um, kind of surprised that you pick Stephen Carr considering you know allegiances. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know that is weird, but. Allegiances aside, yeah. Before he went to Birmingham City, I always rated Stephen Carr very, very um, just dependable. Again, yeah. wasn't the greatest going forwards, although he could bum up and down and put a few whippers in. But um, quite versatile as well. Occasionally play left back, tall enough to be a centre half. Well, actually, no, he mm-hmm. was only five nine, but you know he could play there. He had the positional sense to do that, which is key for a fullback um, as he was. And yeah. Had a good career, you know, long time at yeah. Spurs. You know, a very long time. Do you really need well. Stephen Carr in there? Because he's played for Spurs and for <laughs> Birmingham City, you know, so. Allegiance, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Allegiances aside, man. Yeah. I was always But surprised. yeah, of course, solid, solid Premier League player. Mm. Definitely got to say that, you know, played for a big part of his career in the Premier League as well. I always felt, I mean, he got a fair few appearances mm-hmm. for the Island national team, 44, but mm-hmm. he was always second fiddle to uh, Steve Finnan in that role. Yeah, who yeah. Was a fantastic football player, very underrated Steve Finnan. Could have had him on this list, really. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Champions League winner still gets the yeah. plaudits he deserves, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 44 appearances. And I, I just always thought, could have got more. Maybe Steve mm-hmm. Finnan could have been pushed up a little bit. Or, yeah. I mean, who did they have at left back at the time? An ageing Steve Staunton? <laughs> Could have filled in there a little bit. You never know. Yeah, Stephen Carr, definitely a good shout, I'd say, to put in there. Um, who else? Who else can we think of? Right backs. Right backs. Emerson Boyce, I did want to give a mention oh, to. Oh, yes, Emerson Always Boyce. Always a fan of Emerson Boyce. Yes. Just Mr. Consistent. Just a, lot, a solid, between a 6.9 and a 7.2 every game, mate. Like, just did yeah. the job. Not spectacular, but again, versatile. Could play anywhere across the back line. Preferred right back or wing back. I think Occasionally the- played him in field as well. Yeah, but a lot of these players, I think they kind of like didn't really stick to just one position. A lot of them were kind of used as utility men as well. You have to be as a fullback, I think, in today's era. And obviously Emerson Boyce is not modern, but he's a slightly more modern one. Mm -hmm. You know, um, late noughties, early 2010s, he Mm -hmm. was sort of in that era of Wigan being a, a, a consistent Oh yeah, I remember team. that Wigan team quite well. I think they went on to win. Uh, did they win an FA Cup? I think he won the FA Cup with them, didn't he? I think he, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben Watson header, Man City. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. Um, but yeah, I always liked Emerson Boyce. I just thought he was someone that you could depend yeah, on. Yeah, definitely a good player. Very, very liked him. You know, got into international football late. 
Um, yeah. He went to the Barbados team when he was in his 30s. Definitely because he couldn't get into the England team. I know. Yeah, yeah. he was never. You know, I never knocked that. If you can get an international cap, mate, you know, I think go you out should. Matty Cash for Villa has yeah. been talked about because he's Polish heritage. Get a yeah. cap, man. Why not? Go yeah, there's it. a lot of players um, that the Jamaican uh, national yeah, team yeah. are now looking at. Maybe they can get them in and play for Jamaica that they Absolutely. can't get I think in they for should. England. I think they should. You know? Why not? You know, it's if you can idea. get like some international football and if that's something that you want to do and. If you can't maybe get into the team where you're born or where you want to play for, then why not? You know, Absolutely. Diego Costa went to a Diego. World Cup, mate. You know? Exactly, switch allegiances. <laughs> yeah, I prefer yeah. Spain, mate. I'll play here. He's like he's he's made he's I think he's actually made a senior appearance for Brazil. He has, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't a competitive one, so he could switch. <laughs> yes, big oh old God. Diego. <laughs> Who are you picking then? Who would be your pick? Oh, I would say for me, it's um, as uh, as much as I was like taking, like you know, taking the Mickey with uh, Jeremy. I think he's definitely got to be there. Champions um, League, double Champions League winner, double Champions yeah. League winner. Like you said, Ballon d'Or um, nominee. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, FIFA World Player of the Year, whatever it was called. Yes, yes. Different one. Um, but yeah, that I just and, when I found that I was like, that's crazy. Uh, Jeremy and I'd say uh, Dan Petriscu definitely runs him close for considering Fair what enough. we won, or won in that time. Not going to so say I've, anything about bias there, mate. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I definitely think out of the players mentioned in this group, Jeremy and Dan Petriscu do stand out for the level that they played at and the things that they yeah. won. You know, I would say, I'd say Jeremy as well, mm -hmm. and then obviously I really want to pick Alan Hearn. <laughs> uh, I think just for like oh, maybe I'm, well, he's maybe, more of a championship guy man. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm gonna yeah? screw you I'm picking Alan Hutton because he's my he's my substitute well we gotta disagree on that oh, one there fine. and I'd say you know okay. I'm gonna say uh, I'll go with Jeremy I'm gonna go with Jeremy okay. well, I'm going Jeremy first choice yeah but oh, you're yeah, going Jeremy Hutton's, first Hutton's okay. my backup uh, Hutton's your backup okay. if we're losing I, and we need a bit of grit just someone oh, to come and two foot someone I'd say I'd say Dan Petruscu to come in over the That's wing fine. and chip in with the goal. Oh, you know? Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking defensively, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Negative all, mindset. All, the, all those years in the championship haven't done you <laughs> they well. They did it well, they've had an impact. And, and uh, you know, you had John impact. Terry as your assistant coach, so you know what? That's fine. Defence. Exactly. You know what? Defence wins you the league. That's what I always mate. think, you know? So, yeah, let's go for centre-backs. You know, we got... A big list. This this has to be a big list. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's we got to fill two positions... We've and there's modern and there's, players, past players. There's a lot to choose. from. Yeah, there's a lot to there's choose depth, from. There's, right? there's definitely that could have been mentioned in the list. But then, like I said, this is a matter of opinion. Like you know, in terms of are these players that had really great plaudits, and we uh, seem to think that they didn't, or like were it's, they? Just... It's a lot of players that deserved more. Mm -hmm. from their yeah, career, definitely. Perhaps. Yeah, some have achieved great things. Yeah, like looking of at this, some. Um, have done very, very well for themselves, but I think there's mm -hmm. some that they could have gone on to slightly bigger clubs. A mm -hmm. lot of these, you know, you, there's a there's a theme here that a lot of the people that are unsung legends, we've got a few from the top, top end, you know, the top four or top six or whatever, but a lot of these are slightly lower down in the, the, the Premier League. Yeah, when we were like, before the episode, when we were discussing uh, this as well, we were saying how like, you know, we don't want this list to consist of like a lot of players that's concentrated from the top six or no, like no, the no, big four not. or whatever you want to call it, the big teams in mm. the Premier League. Because I think a lot of those players definitely have got their plaudits, bar a few maybe, you know, definitely yeah. bar a few. But yeah, to, with centre-backs to start off with, um, one person I always thought of like, you know, as a really good centre-back, although he holds the like a few <laughs> he, bad records. He does, yeah. In football, 
in the Premier League era. Um, Richard Dunn. Dickie Dunn, Dunn mate. Yeah. Fantastic player. You know, what a career, like a long career, hampered by injuries as well. But I remember him very, very fondly when I think he came to Villa at like age 30 and a lot of people thinking he's lost, mm-hmm. lost a bit of his sharpness or something. But people forget how quick Richard Dunn was. He wasn't a slow player at all for a man of his size. He could mm-hmm. move. It was just the clumsiness of him, like, you know, 10 own goals. But aside from that, super dependable. You know, the, you're looking at 10 howlers there. Yeah. The rest of them, you know, the, the rest of his game's not too bad. Oh, he's got nearly as many own goals as he scored normal goals. <laughs> yeah, he's got, what, 12 league goals and 10 own. Oh, and oh I, my God. <laughs> so he's, got, he's net plus two for oh, his entire God. career. <laughs> Jesus. But, you know, a good career, started at Everton. Yeah. You know, long, long time at City. Was part of yeah. that initial transitional phase mm-hmm. in, like, 2008. Um, and he helped with that initial transition did, quite you know, a, a bit as well. You know, senior like, head mm-hmm. um, in there. Definitely, like, experienced Premier League player, although he had, like, a few seasons in the Championship. He did, you know? but, you know, almost 100 appearances for Villa when we were a pretty decent mm-hmm. side as well. That was towards the tail end of when we were, we had those three seasons when we finished six in a row, and he yeah. was, I think he was there for the latter one. Yeah. And as we slowly started to slip, mm-hmm. he was always one of the sort of yeah, more decent Yeah, but definitely a Premier League um, premise. Yeah. yeah, no question Premier about League that. Player, Premier League player. Played in the World Cup with Ireland, you know, he's part of mm-hmm. a couple of decent teams, like the 2002 squad, you know. Um, you know, 80 caps for Ireland, mm-hmm. competing with the likes of John O'Shea and stuff. You know, yeah, that, that's definitely something to like. Good not... partnership, that, and it Richard Dunn and John O'Shea. Yeah, massive bastard. Yeah, you definitely can't look past him as like a solid Premier League player. If you were a mid-table team, and if you can have someone of his caliber, you can be pretty confident. Yeah, you're laughing. You know, you get someone alongside him who's someone a little to bit like more organize the defense, technical perhaps. Yeah, then you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, yeah, definitely in the running. I'd agree with that, Richard Dunn. Uh, who else? Um, who else can we go? Fabrizio Colaccini. Fabrizio Colaccini, yes. huge player. Like, absolutely loved Colaccini. He oh. just looked so flamboyant with his hair and his just just a cool geezer, man. He just. I think cool. more than anything, I think we've got a Newcastle bias here. Like a lot of these so players, many, isn't there? Like the keepers, yeah. you know, we've or a lot of the right backs that we've discussed so far. But yeah, Colaccini definitely deserves to be up there. Very, yeah, very good Colaccini, player. yeah. You know, like, even though, like, you know, they did get relegated for that one season and, you Bounced know, straight back up there, didn't they? Yeah, bounced straight back up. Him as their leader, as their captain. He was the tail end of that, um, the last of the, when Deportivo used to be a half-decent side in La Liga. Mm-hmm. He was part of that, the last sort of embers of Deportivo being a decent team. And I think, didn't the they League. break their transfer record during that time? Uh, for Deportivo? S- yeah, Real Deportivo, they bought, um, I think... I can't. Uh, was it Cleberson or someone? I, I can't remember. I think it was a, a Brazilian player uh, that was part of that 2002 squad. Can't I can't remember him. Um, yeah, Jalmina, perhaps. Ooh. I can't remember either. But yeah, um, he yeah he was part of a a decent side. He used to play for um, AC. He was snatched up by AC when mm-hmm. he was young. Um, Colaccini, but was just you know sent out on loan to make his bones. Did he make much of an impact uh, playing for the national team? You know, he kind yeah. of did towards the latter end of his career. So if you, you're talking like 2010 onwards. I remember the 2010 World Cup. They had um, Argentina had both Colaccini and Jonas Gutierrez from Newcastle. Um, he was playing right back. Um, that was the you know the Maradona. Maradona took him, mm-hmm. and they still they were playing. Um, Juan Sebastian Veron was in midfield. He was actually like statistically one of the best players at that World Cup. Yeah. Played really, really well. They played some great football. Um, so that's when he was sort of really made his name. 
um, into that team in between, you know, after him was, you had like the Otamendis and the Ezekiel yeah. Garais and stuff. But when he was younger, he was competing with Walter Samuel, Javier Zanetti, like, <laughs> he's not he's not getting through them into the team, man. There's yeah, levels, man. He's not beating Walter Samuel. <laughs> and he could play defensive midfield as well. But again, he's not getting in the way of Esteban Cambiasso in that position in that, you know, in yeah, Argentina. Of course, but definitely a good player in the Premier very, League. Very good player. Uh, yeah. for Newcastle. Um aggressive, um, quick, run for days as well, and a mm-hmm. leader. Yeah, very, he was a leader. Good. That that's like a key quality, I think. Even with Richard Dunn, he was a captain. Yeah, he was and the Villa captain you know, for a while. Yeah, Colaccini, captain again. And I think that's like a common theme when you're looking at centre-backs, you know, like a lot of teams have like centre-backs who are captains. I think like it's part of like the whole defensive routine of having someone that does have that leadership quality to like organise the defence. the back. Yeah. yeah. I think, when you know, you, that's Especially in the Premier League pick. with the amount of set-piece goals that we get Agreed. from corners, etc. Like, a lot of sloppy defending mm-hmm. that you see when there's a lack of leadership someone exactly, to organise. Yeah. Because sometimes you can have players that are very skilled technically. Like, you know, David Luiz is like an example of that. When yeah, great you, footballer. But. Yeah, great footballer. But then when you play him next to someone that, even though David Luiz himself does have a leadership quality, but then somebody that reads the game, somebody that can tell like a young player that's quite good on the ball, has like good defensive kill, skills to hold back, when to defend, when to kind of take that tactical foul you know, to make those kind of uh, choices. And he was yeah. talk tactical fouls. He mm-hmm. was that guy, man. Mm-hmm. Palacini was had yeah, John Taylor level balls. He put yeah. himself in front of anything. So straight off the bat, I want to go for another one. Samba, Christopher Samba, Big Chris Samba, mate. Yes, what and a monster of a player. Part yeah. of that glorious. Wait, it's, Blackburn, no, it's not a glorious Blackburn era because obviously that was you know yeah in the, in the end how it ended but to it. But it was they had an exciting team, players mm-hmm. that I enjoyed watching that team, and Samba was definitely one of them. He got so big so quickly. Like everyone wanted Chris Samba after one or two seasons at Blackburn. He went to um, Angie in um, uh, Russia. Do you remember them? They got, um, I think they were bought by some oil oligarch and they got a load of money and they bought they were, him and they bought well, like 20 million. Like, oh, they had Samuel Eto'o, so William. William, bro. Yeah, like, some, they so had they like some decent a demon players. level team. But Samba, I personally never rated him that much and mm-hmm. I didn't understand why he was like being by, bought by these. Like but there huge. was something in Chris Samba. There you go. I think his sheer physical presence, mate. Exactly, you know. He's, he had some decent uh, numbers in terms of goals as well, I think. True. Christopher. He was like, you know, you look at that Blackburn team and you had Chris Samba, Lucas Neal, who we'll speak a little bit about, like these huge people. Up top you had Benny McCarthy, Rocky Santa Cruz and um, Jason Roberts. You talk about Stoke at the time being a bit of a big shit-ass team, but they were terrifying, man. Massive human beings in their team, Blackburn at that time. Yeah, he had 16 goals in 161 appearances. So that's like kind of works go. out to like a goal like every 10 appearances. Not which bad is for not ba- bad for a centre back at all. You know? Um, and then we went on to play for Queen's Park Rangers for a tiny bit. Injury prone as well. Oh, yeah. Very in- towards the latter end of his career, he was yeah, injury really prone. With that. I, yeah. As I said, I did personally didn't. I'm not saying I didn't like him like yeah Christopher Samba at that time when he was at Blackburn yeah even at international level he was playing for Congo Mm, not really the greatest greatest player he could have uh, he could have played for France you know if he if he I was, don't think he would. Yeah, have but he would have never got into no, France, yeah. <laughs> especially with the level or level of exactly. players France yeah. at that yeah. time. Was Philippe Mexes? Yeah, coming into the fold, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, Chris Samba, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll but yeah, just, again, we'll he's, leave he's, you known, he's known. He's known, and yeah. like people spoke about him, and obviously he was 
in the footballing world for a time, a couple of seasons, really high. Who was his of. partner, ironically, at Blackburn? <sighs> That's someone I can't ever think. I got to think that Lucas Neal occasionally filled in there, but I don't really remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I know he was the standout one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously <laughs> if we remember him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Chris Samba, big old Chris Samba. Okay, so moving on from Chris Samba, um, who else would you say that should be in the Sylvan Distan? Doesn't Sylvan get the Distan, oh, of course. Could have had a lot more caps. Oh, one of my favorite players, you know, Sylvan Distan. He was like one of those players. I felt like maybe elegant player, man. Yeah, he just could. He probably could have played for even like a Champions League level team. I think he could have. Yeah, um, he played for a lot of good clubs. You know, Newcastle on loan, PSG, City. A long time at City, but this is obviously before mm-hmm. they were. A real force, but then really mm-hmm. made himself known at Everton, and mm-hmm. he was a him and Joseph Yobo at the back. Yeah, I think Joseph Yobo actually even at Portsmouth, I think they won the FA yeah. Cup, didn't they? Something, oh, did yeah, they? they won the FA Cup. So, you know, he was part of that brilliant Portsmouth team before like financial meltdown happened. And did you know Sylvan Distan holds the record for most um, appearances in the Premier League for any outside um, like outfield player as a mm-hmm. foreigner? That was the longest way I could have possibly said that. He's got the most appearances in the Premier League for any outfield foreign player. Jesus Christ. There you go. That tells you all you need to know. Very, Sylvan very Distan, good yeah. So And I think he could have played for a better side. Yeah, he could have definitely played for a better side. Very skilled on the ball as well, I felt. You didn't, know, get a French, didn't get a France cap. Which there was, I think there was this uh, little talk at one point, you know, maybe he could play for England and stuff. I, 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 I remember. He, yeah, naturalized, there was because he played yeah. here for so Na- long. Yeah, naturalised yeah. citizen, so... Maybe could have played for England. I don't know. I don't know. We had like we had like monster centre backs. I don't think he was gaining in front of John Terry and Rio. No, of course yeah. not. And not at France either yeah. as well. You know, Desai that well, sort of Desai, but certainly like Gallas yeah, and stuff yeah, like, that. like well, Desai's later on careers, yeah. yeah, later years, but still, yeah, maybe not for France he, um, as well. He tweeted in 2014 when he retired that mm-hmm. his zero caps for France was a wonderful experience. <laughs> so he definitely feels like he should have got in there, man. But I, yeah, I think he's a bit of an unsung hero. Yeah, definitely. Sylvain Distan has to be in there. Uh, Joseph Yobo. Big Joe Yobo. Yeah. yeah. Another Everton guy. Another Everton. I, I don't know. I'm you know, not an Everton fan. I don't know if people would call him an Everton legend, but from the outside, he certainly seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Yobo, and he game. played for a decent level for, for Nigeria. Very long time. Yeah. 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 Nigeria's good side, always yeah. competitive. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, just with Sylvan Distance, just talking about him as well, you know, maybe could have played for a slightly, you know, better quality team. Perhaps, yeah. Es- especially during that, you know, uh, David Moyes era at um, oh, Everton. Sure, when they were. Yeah, they were the very, very, yeah, they were very solid. They were kind of like, you know, what Villa was in uh, under Martin O'Neill. Mm. You know, very solid team to be, especially Definitely. on the home ground, you yeah. know. Goodison's you could, a, a, yeah. a scary place to go, man. Yeah, especially when, like, you know, during that David Moyes era, they had, like, uh, good quality players across did, the man. whole team, you know. And I think that's, like, another one of these teams, I'd say, like, you know, that we like you know talk about in terms of player numbers in here you know Everton Newcastle you know the, there is the, a lot from the well, yeah, I suppose you look back at the era of who we know mm-hmm. these were teams that were always pretty good mid table or above mm-hmm. and they deserve to have a lot of these yeah. you know, they've had some great players um, it's almost like they've had a lot of great players from several different eras and if you could combine them all into one era they might actually win something <laughs> yeah and then there's uh, Soyanku Kaglas Soyanku mate yes. he is an absolute physical force Yes. For Leicester. 
Oh my god! But you know, recently they've dropped off quite a bit. You know, I'm, I'm getting very disappointed with how they're kind of I playing didn't this see season. This coming at all? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you know the cycles kind of coming to an end. Jamie Wadi's still scoring the goals, but yeah, uh, Soyanku's playing relatively Last well. Last season, him and um, you know Johnny Evans mm-hmm. at the back. What a partnership, man! Mm-hmm. You know, very very tough to break down the experience of Evans mm-hmm. and just sort of directs this raw animal force of Kaglai Sayanku go and hurt that go and kick that yeah basically sort of I think he's he's learned a lot from him but I think he needs to kick on to the towards the latter half of this season because I don't want to see a little bit of one season wonder syndrome but I really do see I know he's not in his he's not a, a youngster but I think he's got potential you know center arts mature towards the latter stage of their career so I think he could really be I think he could be special yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, you know, when we come off uh, these lists, we kind of tend to normally go for players that have had like maybe a good fol- uh, solid few seasons in mm, in the Premier yeah. League. Maybe that's why he doesn't deserve a look in yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe not yet, but maybe who knows, you know, he might not even be an unsung hero by the time he kind of finishes his career in the Premier League. Maybe he turns Could out be to a be legend, a dud. Yeah. So I think with Could be, yeah. Senku, like I'd say jury's kind of out. Um, so let's come to decision time, you know, but let's pick two. <laughs> Oh, mate, there's two more I just want to quickly mention. Yeah, let's go, let's go. I've just got to mention, Mm -hmm. because I'm a Villa fan, Martin Mm -hmm. Lawson and Olaf Melberg were outside of the top four, I think during that sort of early Martin O'Neill period, the best Mm -hmm. centre-half partnership in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. We had Melberg, who was incredibly well-known for his Sweden appearances, very, very highly thought of. Didn't he play for Juventus as well? Yeah, he went to play for Juventus. They bought him, and he played. was their starting centre-half. They Mm -hmm. bought him... Um, when but he was it like was a poor Juventus side, but oh, no, nonetheless, but still, but still you, you played Juve. for Juve, Juve yeah. Yeah. In, a, in a transitional phase. And then yeah. Martin Lawson, I don't know how, but we managed to poach him for Macy mm-hmm. Milan. And aside from injuries, he's the most naturally talented centre-half I've ever seen at Aston Villa. Because mm-hmm. obviously I've not seen Paul McGrath, I've mm-hmm. not seen God play. So <laughs> but I've seen Martin Lawson had you know, leadership ability, one of the best centre-halves yeah. I've ever seen in the air. Yeah. One of the best. You know, um, you know, he was top scorer for us once. Scored Jesus. 12 goals in a Premier League season, I think, or 12 in total. But yeah, top scorer. Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say about our strikers? But still, <laughs> great player. But okay, if we, uh, we, I, I think one more I, I can probably uh, think of right now is uh, maybe Johnny Evans. You know, Johnny Evans. We, yeah, we briefly deserves. mentioned him, but yes, yeah. what a career? You know, it's come from a Man United reject. Yeah. But was he a Man United yeah. reject? You know, I don't know. The jury's out on that. He was one of those because the kind of players he had in front of him, it was a bit hard for him to kind of get through. You know, it he was had Vidic and Ferdinand. Come Do on. Do you think that Phil Jones could become a Johnny Evans if he le- if he leaves, or is it is he too far gone? I don't know. It's when Phil Jones started out, there was comparisons made to John Terry. Um, yeah. uh, early days when he got signed from Blackburn. The, I think even uh, Alex Ferguson said that Phil Jones is going to go on to be one of the greatest Man United players of yep. all time. Injuries have just robbed him of that. Yeah, uh, the facial expressions as well, mate. <laughs> yeah, the memes have ruined him, man. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the internet has ruined his career. Yeah, uh, I think Johnny Evans. Yeah, definitely deserves to. Yeah, even though he had like a brief spell in the Championship with Sunderland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so to yeah. pick two, I would go. Obviously, I would love to say Lawis and Melberg. Okay. I'll go Richard Dunn and Colaccini. Richard Dunn and Colaccini. Um, okay, interesting. I was going to go definitely Sylvan Distin in there. Interesting. Yeah, and I then I would have uh, maybe Richard Dunn next to him. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Let's I can go. live with that. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay, um, next position, left backs. Left backs, John yeah. Anarisa. I was up what for, I didn't know foot. if he should be on there because one, he's my favourite left back of all time. And yeah, really? Yeah, he really is. Don't know why, he just is. I think because mm. he had that traction engine. Oh, and that, and that left foot. It was that, it was, that bullet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He uh, scored against you in um, Community Shield, ran from inside his own half. Oh, and God. hit it from just inside the halfway. We used to have line. like a lot of battles with um, with Liverpool during that time, and you know, it just he was one of those players that you just never thought of, but then he would like you know come across and just hurt you from positions that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, great cross for the ball, fantastic technique. But then again, you know, he's a Champions League winner. He is very well known. Is he an unsung hero? Because I know never Liverpool won fans. that Champions League because Luis Garcia's goal never crossed the line, mate. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> putting that aside, he was still a very great player. He was part of that team, man. Yeah. Um, another one I'd think of, uh, maybe like, you know, like you said, I'll, I'll probably agree that Rise was... Too big of a name, almost. Too big of a name. He he did get the plaudits, I'd say, you know, and he did play at a very good club. Won the Champions another Northeastern yeah. defensive powerhouse, um, Julio Arca, mate, for Middlesbrough. Oh, yes. Very good player, technical, just not consistent. Mm, not yeah. consistent. I think he was towards the latter end of his career. Um, but at the Premier League level, I, th- I just remember moments of magic, moments where he had fantastic games, mm. shut people out, you know, carried the ball really, really well. And then games where he was completely anonymous or absolutely done. Mm. Um, I, I wanted more from him. I always like liked him mm-hmm. and wanted to see more. Um, but yeah, don't think he was the most consistent. Lucas Neal. Lucas Neal, huge, huge geezer. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a physical presence leader as well. Like yeah. loads of games for um, more of a defender than like you know what the modern day fullback is. But definitely more of that traditional like fullback or consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, part of that sort of wonderful Blackburn side. Which again, I don't think they were that wonderful, but I just liked them. I just thought they had good players that I you enjoyed. You know, they, they had their moments. They were one of those teams that, you know, on their day, if their players clicked, they could beat, like, you know, a big side. And uh, that was something not to, like, you know, look past them. Like, you mm. know, any team would go over to Blackburn and they would be scared, you know, um, especially with big Chris Samba at the back. Big know? Chris, mate. Yeah, you'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah, and, and Lucas Neal again, you know. Big guy. Big guy. Big, <laughs> big presence. Guy. Big presence. Big heart, yeah. yeah I think big... um, thinking of people who are more traditionally defensive, it was a tough, uh, kind of tough to fill this position to think of, you know, because there's the greats and then there's mm-hmm. people that... Yeah, left back has a been few... a problematic position for like a lot of teams. Lot of like, lists. you know, to, to find left wingers itself is quite hard, but then left back someone that they're normally left wingers that are kind of not as good and they kind of transition... They back. do, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what's happened with Ashley But then Young. to get someone that's uh, like a solid left-footed defender, even like a left, uh, left-sided centre-half, centre yep. it's a hard position that's, to fill. I was going to speak a little bit about Mikel Silvestre, you suggested earlier to me as well. Definitely yeah. one to think about because he played a lot of games um, filling in at left-back. Yeah, and for, for a very great Man United a side. really fucking good Man Yeah, United and if, for him to like, you know, do that position... He was more of a utility man, but he, he did was. play a lot in left back, like you said. So, yeah, he's... fair few caps for France as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they were between they filling in that position. Who did they have? Was it? Yeah, um, even Lizarazu even towards the later end of his career, went to Arsenal. You know, yeah, it's yeah. still you know decent. Uh, well, I can't like, say decent side, a very good side. Yeah, very good side. So, yeah, Mikel Silvestre definitely out there. Um, to be there. Maybe uh, I'd say. 
um, Gail Clichy. Gail you know? Clichy. Again, kind of for me in that bracket of Risa might be really, really well known. You know, no doubts about it. But his did ability. he really get like, you know, the plaudits that he deserved? I, I know saying, like um, uh, he was he was a French international, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 for a few times. Second fiddle mostly to Ever, though, I think. Yeah, he was second fiddle to Ever, but then I think that's why he's such yeah, an unsung hero because... It's a good point. He he had, like, very, very solid seasons at Arsenal. You know, they kind of, like, after Ashley Cole left, they kind of struggled to fill that position for, for a little bit and then... I mean, he played there for a long time, didn't he? Yeah. You know, until... And Clichy really came of his own at, at certain seasons in Arsenal, you know. I think he, he actually was part of the Invincible side as well. He, I don't think he, he played much. He was 4 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When he yeah, first so... joined. He got um, 12 games. Mm-hmm. He was still part of it. You know, he was part of the process. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, two-time Premier League winner. Mm-hmm. Football League Cup winner twice. Okay, so this is proven to be a problematic position for even us it to is, kind of decide. But like, you know, I'd, um, I don't know. I'd, in I'd, terms of easy and you know an unsung hero or, yeah, or whatever yeah, you know, call so, it, I, um, that's up for debate. Whether yeah, he's the best debate, player yeah. on here, Ooh, it's that's, between him and Risa, really. Yeah, him and Risa. Yeah, but Risa, I think I agree with you. I don't think he should be on here. Maybe. I don't think it's got to be Cliche then. Cliche, yeah. Cliche, yeah. who's your backup? Ooh, so, I don't know. Maybe Sylvester. I don't know. I don't. I'm kind of going Lucas Neal, big I guy as well, man. <laughs> it's like Lucas Neal. Yeah, so bring him on. You know, because when Cliche's going all haywire and you're three nil down. Yeah, he's lost the plot. Bring on. Yeah, Lucas Neal. Lucas Neal. Yeah, let's, let's go, it. Lucas Neal. Okay, wingers. Wingers. Lots D- to this is from. this is definitely a position. There was an abundance of talent. Yeah, there is. There's people that are like so many, <laughs> so many great players. You yeah, who'd be. First on my list right here, Yossi Benayoun. Mm-hmm. You know, Chelsea, Liverpool. Ooh, Arsenal. Arsenal. I mean, look at like the good sides he's played for in the Premier League. And then he never got appreciated for what kind Definitely. of a player he was, you Definitely. know, even when we got him at Chelsea. And I remember when we got him at Chelsea, I was not happy about it. I just Really? Thought, I just thought like, you know... Why do you need him? Why why, why Benayoun? We can like, you know, being a Chelsea fan, maybe I'm being a bit spoiled, especially during that time. That's true. We had Fernando Torres and he was meant to be the guy that was meant to unlock Torres a bit more for us. But then that was something beyond repair, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Torres could yeah, maybe, himself. maybe I expected like because of that Torres factor as well, I expected like a lot more from him when he came because like, you know... <laughs> Like there was that certain bias towards like Torres is still maybe good. There's a player in there that might still turn out to be world class. Wasn't he and, playing with Torres at when he was at Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, and that that was meant to be the whole conundrum. This mm. guy is gonna come in and you know he's gonna lay the balls on for Torres time. and just never and never really got got this whole you know uh, run of games. He was always like in and out of the team. And another reason why I didn't like him was like, you know, he got a number 10 shirt and Joey Cole, Joey Cole was like my favourite player that, yeah. coming, uh, growing up like as a Chelsea fan and he was the number 10 shirt and then going from Joe Cole to Yossi so Benayin and I just... There is levels, yeah, yes. I agree with that. But yeah. I've, I really like him. And even him. at Arsenal, I don't there. think like, you know, he made as much of as an impact. You know, he was always... In and out of all the, he was like a good player, but he was always yeah, in he was and only out there of teams. on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in and out of teams. I think that's True. like something I'd say I'd keep against him, but definitely good, good Premier yeah, League. Yeah, good player. at West Ham as well. That's where mm-hmm. he made his name, really. Like after mm-hmm. you know, came up from racing Santander and then mm-hmm. good at West Ham. Certainly, 
yeah, no doubts about his ability yeah. at those sort of level clubs. But when he made the step up, mm-hmm. aside from a few seasons, Liverpool mm-hmm. didn't really work out. You know, uh, this guy, I think you're very familiar with, I think, mm. uh, played for you guys, was part of your, you know, great team that nearly got into the Champions League in that 2010 era again. James Milner. Jimmy Milner, the ultimate yeah. utility man. Yeah, yeah. You can have him pretty, so pretty much dependable. as this guy could be in for multiple positions. Yeah, stick him in net, list. man. Just put yeah. him in goal, I bet he'll do a job. <laughs> seven Guarantee out of ten, yeah. you know? <laughs> seven out of ten every week. Minimum. Yeah, yeah. He's like the original uh, original Aspilicueta, you know? He is, yeah. That was a really good comparison. He's yeah. sort of what Aspilicueta has become, but um, Aspilicueta sort of almost strictly a bit more defensive. Yeah. Milner, you know, started out as a winger, centre mid, mm-hmm. played at full, both full-back positions. Exactly. Defensive midfielder, number One 10 One Premier League with two teams. There you go, I mean. See, like... But the kind to for the the managers that he's played under, they've always picked him. I think you know? I would have agreed with putting him on this list as like an unsung hero a few years back. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much because he's he's really highly. Rated I think when that's people look all back on to do career. with like the internet era and people like a lot of these like memes aware. come out and like yeah. you know we get more educated on it. But I definitely think Milner's like especially during his playing days, like you know, especially during the height of his playing days, yeah. people. Especially at City, a lot of play- uh, people just didn't understand why City kind of wanted him. Agreed. And because even... they saw something in him at Villa that he didn't like show at City when he was playing a little bit more on the wing at Newcastle as well. Um, early days at Leeds, he was explosive and quick and in Villa, he transitioned more into a midfielder. And yeah. I think maybe when he went to City, people expected But more even under Pep Guardiola, he played a decent amount he of did. games. Yeah. Jürgen Klopp. Plop. Um, <laughs> Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a flop. <laughs> yeah, he decent did. amount of games. Yeah. Uh, so I think Milner definitely deserves a shout for an unsung hero, you know. Fair enough. For his contributions for those teams as well, you know. I think the ultimate unsung hero on this entire list out of everyone is Park Ji Sung. I think he's the the most I think he's arguably not the best player on this list, but I think he's the most talked about when people think about unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. I think he's like he's almost the definition of it. Like, yeah. Utility player play him anywhere in midfield mm-hmm. name a better like big game player who do you want to do a job when you tell him to do a job and he'll do it well you know Ferguson I think I uh, uh, can't remember which who he played him against was it Andrea Pirlo or Kaka against AC Milan and he just sat on him yeah Pirlo just, Pirlo did, couldn't do anything yeah and then he couldn't was always there because <laughs> he just would not get tired he refused there was the joke like you know Pirlo went to bed and he woke up <laughs> Park Ji Sung next to him <laughs> Pirlo's sleep paralysis demon is Park Ji Sung then yeah you know and uh, even in that Champions League uh, final against us as well Park Ji Sung you know solid, hard player solid to play player, against yeah. because if he gets past you because he wasn't yeah. the greatest tackler yeah we can but uh, he wouldn't leave you alone yeah, and I, I think even at uh, the winger position, like Park Jason couldn't really get in because he had Cristiano Ronaldo of playing course. for Man United. So he there. was, you know, I'd love to see how many substitute appearances he has or appearances where he's played out of his regular position. And he was yeah. just, do you ever hear him complain? No, he's just happy to do it. I think that's the Ferguson magic in him. Yeah. Part, partly to do with obviously him as a person, but you just do your job for a manager like him. And he was more than happy to do that anywhere on the pitch. And I loved him. I adored him. Always... When he was approaching the end of his uh, first Man U contract and then towards the end of his Man U career after the end of his second contract, I was desperate for it to sign him. Desperate. Mm-hmm. Really wanted to see it, but just too big of a player, I think. Uh, another one uh, I'd say is 
Um, maybe Sean Wright Phillips. Sean Wright Phillips. He <laughs> talk about Man City players bursting onto the scene, but he truly did burst onto the scene. Not not so much uh, Michael Richards there, but yeah, Sean Wright Phillips was just an explosion of just this tiny little geezer who's just faster than everyone on the pitch. Could score from range as well. I don't know how he generated the power, being so small, but. A, yeah, a terrific, just a such very a direct player, classic but, uh, winger. I think when Chelsea bought him, we really kind of ru- ruined his he career. Did. He did. We, I don't know why we bought him. He <laughs> yeah, didn't. He, he was he the took biggest the thing, like kind of going in English football he at was, that time. He was for, one of the big names that was achievable. Obviously, you had like Rooney and stuff, but Rooney's not achievable oh, for Chelsea yes, to buy. Yeah, he was the biggest name that was like we could have him because it's Man City. One. He was kind of like now, and I feel like you know Hudson Odoi's career is gonna kind of go in like a similar direction. But like you know, at least with Sean, he had like a kind of a decent run at Man City even in like the first time and the second he time round fantastic like, at Man City that's what made him you know an England player and he mm-hmm. was exciting for England it never really worked out for him definitely a player with untapped potential mm-hmm. I think yeah. and arguably not and he's terms, a pure winger he was a pure, pure winger yeah and like if you if you look at winger in the dictionary it's a picture of Sean yeah. Ray Phillips get the ball run down the wing cross the ball in Yeah, and he was brilliant at it uh, another one I would like to mention is maybe Marco Arnautovic. Marco, you yeah. You can say he's a striker as well. Definitely. But, but My Marco... God, does he have feet as well. Mm-hmm. He can do some shit. He can take some people's souls, man. <laughs> Skillful geezer. Very exciting to watch. Hugely built for a wing as well. Yeah. Like, again, that's why he could play striker as well. But he's like, you know... Even when he physique. started off, like, you know, he was at Inter Milan for a little bit. You know, he, he was, was yeah. very highly talked of and highly regarded of. They kind of thought... Thought of him as like the second coming of Zlatan. Uh, he was, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, those <laughs> people definitely jumped the kind of hit there. But yeah, he he kind of plays in a similar way. He's a big, big, strong fella. Lots of skill. He's direct in his play. And yeah, I got a lot of time for Onatovic. I like watching him play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good player to watch and score some spectacular goals. Yeah, absolutely yeah, spectacular yeah, yeah. goals. Um, I think, and and again, he was at Stoke as well. And yeah. another player that we're going to talk about, how the hell did Stoke get Jordan Shakiri? No idea how Stoke got Jordan Shakiri. Absolutely crazy. Because, you know, he came from Bayern when they weren't, well, they were a great side. Obviously, he couldn't get into, um, you know, the Bayern team with mm-hmm. Robin and Rubery, of course. But moves to Stoke, I always thought that was an unusual signing. Yeah. And he's still really good today. You know, he's moved to Leon for dirt cheap. Um, again, couldn't get into that Liverpool squad. He's on that. He's bordering between the two. So I think he deserves a shout. Definitely. Okay. Uh, Charles and Zogvia. Controversial. Get, uh, yeah. Get rid, bro. Get rid. When we first signed him, I had my doubts. And then... He was a big money signing. He was a big money signing, especially at the time. He was on big wages. He was on plus 50 grand at least for a club like Villa at that time when we were you know, transitioning to just put players on big wages. And it just didn't work out. It didn't seem like he wanted to graft uh, work for his place in the team I felt that he was entitled but again he was a good one he was tricky he was quick um, had a half decent cross on him he was versatile could play at the wing back position as well I just didn't see anything effort from him really at Villa I didn't see too much mm-hmm. and I yeah okay. good, better, much better at Newcastle okay let's pick two um, I'm going to go with Park Ji Sung and I'm going to go with I think it's got to be James Milner James Milner yeah, I'd agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Both of them, yeah. Sox, best Ben Ayun maybe and Shakiri, something like that. Mm, Shakiri, oh. You don't rate him? 
I don't. It's not that I rate him, but like you know, I, I don't. I think he's well talked about enough in our I Swiss suppose, international. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I'd say I, I'd agree Just with a that. Quick unsung mention from that era of Blackburn players: Morton Gamps, Pedersen, mate. Ooh, ooh, mate. Yo, you've thrown in a wild <laughs> card in there, man. right in there. Technique. Do you remember the dive? Oh. Do you remember the dive? And then you see the, the replay dive, from the, the side blonde angle, hair, the, guys, like, the, like, the free kicks. You know, he was yeah. he was a bit of. Ooh, I, I and again, think, kind of a classic winger as well. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have liked him in the middle. He was a bit fragile. I don't think. It could so have I don't been know. Like there. you know, maybe I, I'm I'm kind of like edging to a shift in Milner. Really, like, Pedersen. My goodness. As an unsung hero, I suppose. I suppose. As an unsung hero, because what I you think, I think Milner. I'm I'm shipping Milner out. Are you putting Pedersen in his place? Yeah, I'd say definitely unsung hero. I'm when going you think, yeah, Pedersen, sung, and Pedersen. Do you know what? Yeah, I'll go Pedersen as well. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I'll put Pedersen in. Morton Gamst. Yeah. We have a look at centre mids. Uh, centre mids, yeah, of course, yeah. Let's go um, straight off the bat. I think Scott Parker. Scott Parker. What a, what servant to your team. Yeah. You just know he's going to put a shift in. Charlton, Chelsea, Spurs, Fulham. Yeah. yeah. Newcastle as well. Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. Always played for half decent sides. Charlton were, you know, Premier League mainstays. Mm-hmm. Kind of almost until he left, really. He was a really heart of that midfield. Mm-hmm. Another player that's very similar to him, Gareth Barry. They're almost oh, interchangeable. Pre- yeah, Premier League stalwart. Who you would know. you put? Who's the better player? It's Gareth Barry in it. Come on. Yeah, definitely Gareth yes. Barry in terms of better player. So I think, you know, maybe Scott Parker kind of misses out from the get-go, but we don't know. Like, let's see. He's who... certainly a contender. It could yeah. be both of them. Yeah, it could be both of them. Another player that's similar. Uh, um, Kevin Nolan Kevin Nolan yeah more attacking wise a threat mm-hmm. for them but still you know a hard worker a um, very hard worker never really it was weird because big he's fouler so, yeah <laughs> very much so very aggressive yes. love to put a tackle in and, and I think that's why no, he was a big an elbow foul. I think it's a couple an elbow. of elbows yeah. <laughs> love to put an elbow he, in he really was the pound shop Lampard wasn't he oh, like yes, if you put course. a ball in the box and it's loose he's running in and scoring it great oh. header of the ball as there well there was a lot of these similar players like maybe Mark Noble's like another Noble. one in there yeah, he's a he's a um, definitely more of the Barry Parker. I don't role. think he's going to be an unsung hero after what's yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Certified oh. legend, mate. Certified legend. But if that goal would have gone in, oh he was gosh. he was starting in my list. Really? <laughs> if that goal went in, he would have started on my list. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mark Noble. I like his his loyalty. Sort of certainly adds to mm-hmm. this category. You know, he's a one club player, pretty much. No, I think he is. He's 100. percent Yeah, West Ham. Uh, yeah, very good player. Capable, Ooh, I'd say um, uh, one controversial one. You know, um, maybe as a Chelsea fan, bias definitely. But um, John Obi Mikel, John Obi Mikel, mm-hmm. monster of a man, so strong. One nil up, sixty minutes in, bring Mikel out, and game's over. Game, game's done in it. Like game it, that's, is over. that was the um, mm-hmm. the Mourinho strategy. It oh, literally was just and score. Like the, the whole transfer account. fiasco with him as well, where he signed to Man United and then he came to us as well. That was kind of. <laughs> I think I kind of appreciate it, it. Yeah, yeah appreciate to the, the myth of the man, you know Definitely. what I mean? <laughs> but I'll tell you something interesting about, you know, John Obi Mikel. Mikel used to wear the number 10 shirt for Nigeria and he then did, everyone yeah. kind of wonders like how Yeah, how, how is he an attacking mid? <laughs> yeah, so in one of the under 20 World Cups or under 23 World Cups or whatever, where Messi won the best player, guess who won the second best player in no that tournament? No way. Really? Yours truly, John Obi <laughs> Mikel. So that's why? Yeah, that's like, you know, at, um, at Nigeria, they kind of uh, saw him more as an attacking player and they wanted him to play further they, up the pitch. The thing is, he was not a technical slouch. He could play Ooh, there he and was, they didn't He was have, very good technically and because yeah. 
he did a lot of the simple sideways passes and in, like even us Chelsea fans used to like you know berate him for that like oh Mikel can never play anything forward but when managers never there, told they? him to do that and you know regardless of whatever the fans think he did his job and he did it he did better it than good. almost yeah. anyone else yeah exactly so he definitely I can see what it. you mean about he's very very much more on the sung side of these unsung heroes but I can see what I mean he's. I don't think mm-hmm. he gets the plaudits he deserves oh yeah definitely even in the Champions League final did a brilliant job for us against a very hard Bayern Munich yeah. team someone who definitely doesn't get the plaudits they deserve is uh, one of my favourite midfielders is um, Two Guy Again, Ooh. another one of these Blackburn legends. Yeah, two guy has was one of the most technical players. Can maybe even a striker as well. You know? Oh my life! But we're going four four two. He used to chain smoke cigarettes as well. <laughs> Mark Hughes was asked, um, "Do you when he, obviously when he was manager? Do you yeah. wish that two guy was ten years younger?" And he said, "No, because if he was, he'd be playing for Barcelona." Oh, Jesus. there you go. Oh God, that's high high praise. So Alex yeah. Ferguson said that he if he was ten years younger, he would he would have him. Yeah, like you know, the highest praise you can possibly get. Yeah, there you in go. In my eyes, is Sir Alex Ferguson. But says with two guys, the formation that we're going as well with two centimeters. Do you think two K gets I don't know, in there? Man. He's definitely a, a, he. What he didn't have the pace or the the mm-hmm. agility really to be. He was quite a big guy to be a number ten, effective number ten. So I think he could sort of play in a sort of deep line playmaker role amongst, say, maybe a possibly more defensive player. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if you got quick wingers, like you know, he did. He had Morton Gamps, Pedersen, and people like Brett Emerton in his side. So I, yeah, I was a huge fan of his. Okay, um, I don't know. For me, like Tugay was more attacking. So he, mm. yeah, he definitely was. He's no yeah, he was, he was de- yeah, he's not he a was, tackler. That's yeah. That's um, another one maybe. Um, another one maybe did have his praises. Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta, very never very could player. get into the Spain team because they had like yeah. He did he ever Iniesta. get a cap? Was it like one cap or something? Like, I don't even. Know. I don't think up. he even got a cap. That's I don't know. We have to look that up. Yeah. Let me just. Quickly look that up with but, Arteta. Yeah, Arteta, you know, part of a really good Everton side. His second, um, you know, playing alongside um, Leon Osman and Tim Cahill. They had effective midfield, Stephen Pienaar and stuff. They had a really good midfield at that time. And Arteta, quite kind of versatile as well, could play attacking Never mid. made a full international cap. There you go, that's a shame, man. You know, there was talk of him playing for England. I remember that mm-hmm. and I thought, why the hell not? Because yeah. we didn't have a creative midfielder. We had Scott Parker and Gareth Barry, an ageing Lampard and Gerrard. I thought, why not? Let's get someone that can. That, he would have been defenses. a good stopgap, you know. Definitely, good and in between, free, yeah, free kick technician Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. Really, yeah. really good technical player. Big, Bas- big fan of his. He's a Barcelona product. You know? Really? Yeah. Know that about him? Yeah. Another player that was kind of in his mold, but a bit more physical. Moussa Dembélé for Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore Moussa Dembélé. Again, quite well known. Don't know if he gets the plaudits he does deserve, though. I think. Oh he's, yeah, Moussa Dembélé, like you know, he was a very, very good player. He was really highly thought of, like more so in the football. Once again, world, he was a like, utility like, man. He could play again number of posi- different positions, yeah. even a striker. Yeah, he did. Used to he started out as a striker yeah. um, back in Belgium at Anderlecht. Harry Redknapp said that Moussa Dembélé is the best technical player he's ever worked with. I mean, praise. how many players has Harry Redknapp worked with throughout his managerial career? I'm surprised he did not choose Nico Crancho. There you go, <laughs> Nico. Yeah, I mean, Nico should have been on on this list for where wingers, but you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dembele. If he doesn't want you to get the ball with his technical ability and skills, you don't have the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pick two. Um, I do have to mention Stan Petrov, mate. Got ooh, to mention Stan Petrov because ooh, yes, for me, of course, of course. Uh, but do you think he's an unsung human, legend? I don't see the thing is I speak to most other like you're one of the only people that really sort of rate obviously you don't rate him as high as highly as I do no but, but I, I always thought he was a very good player he is like, a very good yeah. player I think he was leadership and he was definitely a leader 
Yeah, definitely a, part of your good times. He in the could Premier do League. anything in midfield. He could tackle. He could spray the ball. He could play short, simple, mm-hmm. which is what he used to do. A few goals in Great him as well. Great technique. He didn't score as many as he did with us, um, as he did with um, Celtic, mm-hmm. because he played in a deeper role. Mm-hmm. But there was that goal that won our goal of the season against Derby. Yeah, but that's that's where what I took remember. It on his chest, left foot, halfway line. I remember that goal. That's why I just said like when, when you said him, like even though I I couldn't think he scored that many, but then. I remember that goal. He was, uh, yeah, a, a wonderful footballer player. Mm-hmm. Um, technical ability, workhorse, could run for days, did the simple when he needed to, did the spectacular when he could. Big, big fan. Again, Mr. Consistent. He would just give you mm-hmm. sevens every game. Okay, so to pick two out of these, this list, it's very hard. I it think is. they're all very, very close and they're all like, their qualities are very different as well. They are, but, yeah. Uh, but I'd say for me, Gareth Barry definitely gets in there. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. there's always this big debate amongst the Villa fans, Barry or Petrov for that era. And I am slightly more of a Petrov fan. Mm-hmm. So I would pick Petrov. Yeah, I think Barry's more the slightly better player in terms of the teams he kind of played for. Yeah, definitely. On. His career is better, for yeah, sure. And he stayed on in the league a lot more better longer. Def- better defensively. Well, mm-hmm. that's not, that's, you know, Petrov, he got leukemia, you know. Yeah. That is a sort of. Yeah, that definitely does have. Happen. Yeah, that definitely does put like you know. But then it's like with the whole Ronaldo versus Cristiano Ronaldo question. It's like, I, as unfortunate as it is, like you know, we can only go by what we've seen. This you know? is true. and that's not like knocking the guy or knocking leukemia or anything by any stretch of the imagination. It's like a terrible thing to happen. Oh well, definitely you not know? leukemia. Fuck leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's knock that all day. Mate. But Petrov showed you yeah, know, great like, quality after he finished his chemo and recovered. He came back. Um, to train with mm-hmm. Villa, played a few friendly games, and Roberto Di Matteo didn't offer him a contract. And we were in the championship at the time, and I thought that mm-hmm. was he didn't offer him an, a um, uh, backroom staff role. Then I was mm-hmm. really disappointed. So do you think, that. like you know, considering really that um, uh, Big Stan didn't play as much as like we probably would have liked him to see? Do you think, like in terms of like you know, taking the Villa bias out of it, do you think he still makes it amongst like the other players we spoke about? Yeah. Honestly, I think he does because if you watch what he did on the pitch mm-hmm. and you look even more so, yes, it's, it's Celtic, which you know kind of doesn't count. Mm-hmm. SPL's not the same quality as the BPL, uh, EPL, sorry. Um, he, phenomenally good player mm-hmm. and by the players around him, rate him very, very highly. Mm-hmm. So who's your two picks? Uh, I that? think it's Petrov and I'm really, really torn between two guy or Dembele. I Ooh. think I... Ooh, I think I edit to Dembele. Oh, Dembele, okay. I don't know. I'm going, I'm, I don't know why. I was initially thinking Barry and Mikel. That's what Barry I was doing. Yeah, because <laughs> that midfield's for... not moving forward, <laughs> but no one's scoring either. You got wingers, mate. You got wingers. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you don't want Ed, the opposition team to score, I don't or break really have anything, a, a pure defense. Yeah, I don't really have a pure defensive midfielder. I got an every, like a, a box to box player mm-hmm. and a, more of an attacking sided midfielder. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm playing a bit risky here. You know what? I'd go for. Unsung heroes. Um, let's just disagree on this one. I'll go for Barry and like you know Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan. He was def. He's a sub, mate. He's got to yeah. be Kevin Nolan. When you need a goal, yeah, bring him on. And I'll, I'll probably have Big Stan as a sub. You know, hey. yeah, just, just because like my, yeah, because he hasn't. Heart, mate. In my in my eyes, he hasn't played as many to deserve maybe like a true unsung hero, but definitely really. I think great. as a player, I yeah. think he's. He's a better football player than people maybe like. No make him out for, but, but yeah, that you know, also is the Mark Noble's unfortunate. Perhaps. The unfortunate fact that he couldn't play on for maybe as long as like yeah, he had a, like he had in a, his prime years. Another as well. one or two seasons yeah. in the prem. He for me was 
the real start, it was obviously the initial start of the rot for Aston Villa was yeah. Martin O'Neill leaving and Randy Lerner taking less of an interest in the club. The real breaking point for my club was when Petrov was diagnosed with cancer yeah. and had to retire towards the tail end of the season. The reason being was obviously he was such a, he was our captain, influential yeah. member of the dressing room and I think it ripped the heart out of the club. Yeah, I think the club was heartbroken by that mm-hmm. and that really started the decline. Special mention to um, Pep's cone man, I'm sorry, uh, Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Um, yeah <laughs> but yeah let's go uh, the final uh, position on strikers, the list mate. strikers the glamour position the glamour position mm. the ones that you want to get the shirts of you know yeah the ones that score the goals mate. yeah the, the ones, ones that, that score the goals yeah, ultimately decide the game of football yeah. goals yeah. there's a lot of people to pick from of course because there's, you know, they're the mm-hmm. most famous players generally are mm-hmm. your strikers I'll start off with Big Yak Kirbu Ooh, yes a monster again another you know, Blackburn, Portsmouth, Everton. I remember um, my friend saw a friendly Warsaw versus Everton and he mm-hmm. said Yakubu was the widest human being he's ever seen. It's <laughs> <laughs> just this, a presence, man. Oh, God. Huge person. And a great finisher. Yeah, great the big finisher. yak. Yeah, he was good, had some goals in him. Good seasons at Everton. Played at a very decent level of Nigeria International yeah, as well. For, for, uh, yeah, loads of goals for Nigeria. Lots of games. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yakubu is definitely getting like Again, a mention for the unsung heroes. Yeah, yeah. A lot, definitely not talked about enough. I think, um, you know, another one I'd say is Louis Saha. Louis yeah. Saha, got his big move. Oh, got his big move. Got his big move from Fulham, back when Fulham were a force. Yeah. He scored like a decent number of goals. When to Man United, maybe didn't make the... It was like, a risk. It was always, he, I think he always knew it was going to be a risk. He was, he was an injury-prone player as well. That's yeah, another one. Maybe we didn't see enough of him, but... I always felt when Luis Saha played, he was a very dangerous player. He had a goal in him. He was classic uh, sort of. He was quite, you know, quite very a large player, nine. but uh, very poacher. Yeah, clinical. ultimate poacher. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think he had like a few caps for France as well. You know, I think he may have done. I'm not too sure, but I certainly, you know, again, it's a difficult era to get in. Henri mm-hmm. Trezeguet, mm-hmm. you know, very difficult to break into that side with you know cap players of that caliber, but always worth a shout. Like, yeah, but he played for United, Everton, Tottenham, all these good teams they definitely did see something in him you know so, absolutely yeah, yeah and we did as well he's a mm-hmm. yeah good player always exciting to watch always had a goal in him mm-hmm. um, another player that's kind of like him Billy Sharp mm, just, just doesn't do anything other than score goals yeah just, just score fox goals. in the box literally yeah wonderful yeah, hanging on the last line Just I would have put someone that's basically I think Billy Sharp is like the poor version of Kevin Phillips no disrespect <laughs> to Billy Sharp but Kevin yeah. Phillips I think is very well respected and spoken yeah, about so yeah, didn't make course, yeah. But yeah, Billy Sharp's that kind of player. Like, yeah, definitely. If you yeah. need a goal, you play fucking Billy Sharp. And there's dying embers of the game as well. Yeah. Bring him on, you get a goal, you know? So many championship level goals. Again, that's where he doesn't quite make it into competing with people like, yeah, Yakubu and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Benny McCarthy, Benny another McCarthy. one of those Blackburn Blackburn players. He was, know? yeah, another another massive Blackburn striker. <laughs> yeah. Like just this What's with Blackburn person. just liking like big another, human beings? The person that I was gonna say, Jason Roberts was another Blackburn. I'm a one of, Jason Roberts for some reason is one of my favourite football players. Oh god. And I just yeah. loved him. Never really had too many well, goals. You know in what? Him. This is a Blackburn it's a loving Blackburn podcast. <laughs> it's mate. a Blackburn loving, you know. <laughs> Shout out to the Blackburn guys, you know. Rocky Santa Cruz. Oh, how many goals did he score in a Premier League season? Nineteen, and then he ridiculous. went to City. You know, they gave him like some ridiculous contract yeah, at the like time. Yeah, thirty weeks and played. <laughs> they like thought he was the second coming games. of Jesus. The guy still plays to this day. You know, so fair play back in his Rocky okay, Santa Cruz, man. Good career in Germany before he mm-hmm. came to the yeah, UK. Of course, yeah, huge, perfect target, man. 
lump the ball into him and do his bit. But then once again, did he play enough one season wonder maybe? Exactly. We, like Same a, with Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy, yeah. Did he well, play enough here? Kenwin Jones. Kenwin Jones. <laughs> we love Target Men. I love Target Men. I just think, I just something about a massive strike. I'm like, yeah, I just want to play him. Yeah. Fantastic. Kenwin Jones. John Terry said that Kenwin Jones is the toughest opponent he's ever played against in the air. Yeah. That's. You, That's think about, you think about John Terry in the air, yeah. one of the best aerial defenders of all time. Yeah, poor man Drogba, isn't he? Poor man's Drogba, big yeah. Kenwin, yeah. Big Kenwin Jones. But yeah, I mean, that partnership he had with Darren Bent for Sunderland was special. Mm-hmm. Classic big man, little man. One of the last sort of big man, little man partnerships um, of our era, mm-hmm. really. That last sort of classic target man poacher tech technique. Yeah. And um, they did it really effectively. It was a good side. You, you know, they'd score more often than not. Kenwin Jones involved in a lot of goals for him. Mm, career petered out though didn't it at Stoke he yeah, really went yeah. downhill and went down quick as well you know? oh so slow <laughs> bless him <laughs> who else obviously one of my favourite football players a little bit more um, from yesteryear kind of like Dan Petrescu was Darren Huckabee yeah. at Coventry and Man City and uh, took Norwich back up to the Prem he scored a fantastic goal against Man Uri, took on three absolutely destroyed Roy Keane and then banged it past, I can't remember, was it Mark Bosnich in at the time uh, for Man U? But Darren Huckabee, he's, my, he's, my, he's actually my dad's favourite football player, so obviously that's why I like him. But again, never really sort of too much spoken about. Was absolutely rapid, so quick, speed merchant, kind of like Gabby Abonlahor. Had a couple long shots in him, I think he's a bit more technically better, but once the speed dripped away, there was, there was not much left. Another one, maybe, I don't know if he deserves to be on this list, but I think... Definitely top class player that is well respected, but I think he's an unsung hero because I don't think people, because of the nature of the guy and how he was, never really appreciated. You know, Nicholas Anelka. Nicholas Anelka, mate. I mean, yeah, yeah I see what you mean. He about divides why. opinion. You know, he's, he does. He's a he's a. He's like a some people player. like see him for the player he is, but then people also see the other aspects of. Yeah, he's Anelka, the, he didn't want to work. He was grump. You know, known as grumpy. Yeah, let's talk. Le Sulk, mate. What a fantastic nickname that is. Le Sulk, man. But then I watched this Anelka documentary and like about his life and how his early career and like um, he had like a lot of his family as his agents and stuff like that. And a lot of clubs didn't really like that. But then he kind of shed light into like, you know, at the end of the day, like he looked out for himself and the best interests of his career and people give him the grief for that you know but then he went and performed everywhere he did some magnificent clubs as well in great oh, yes. great yeah. sides PSG yeah. PSG Arsenal, Arsenal that Chelsea, Real Madrid Chelsea, Chelsea say no more yeah like, yeah, Arguably like it was prime. I mean Bolton Bolton yeah I don't understand Bolton? how Bolton even got well, him I don't understand I swear he went for free to Bolton I swear it was for free but I, he his transfer record fees are insane like we're talking yeah. about in the, in the 90s and he's getting like 20 million being dropped on him and stuff like this. Like oh, as big, a teenager from Arsenal, you know, yeah. he won the league with Arsenal, you know? Yeah. And then uh, Real Madrid came in for him, but then like Real Madrid was really not the good move for him, like Arsenal. No, it wasn't. Because he, in the documentary itself, he just said like, you know, he was more of a quiet person and liked to keep to himself. Yeah. And then never. being in Real Madrid, he just hated the fact that every angle of his life was like always under the... Yeah, the press in, in Spain. Yeah, and then Similar just to, never yeah. really gelled and... Maybe that's why he went to Bolton, you know? Maybe, Real Madrid, yeah. you know? <laughs> Imagine going from Madrid to Madrid Bolton. to the northwest, you know? Jeez, man. Poor guy. It's a well-trotten trail, you know? It, it was a really good move, though, for him. I mean, it revived yeah. his career. It revived his career. He went Jan into the Prem, to, to, to Chelsea, Prem. yeah. Exactly, and was known as like, oh, wow, he's still 
It, it like, you know, initially there was this whole conversation like, you know, can him and Drogba work oh my, together? My but then, God, didn't it work? <laughs> and under really Ancelotti, it was, it was amazing, you know. There were times they clashed about, you know, who's going to do what. Because they weren't hard. They both yeah. wanted to be the main men. They weren't hardworking strikers, really. Mm-hmm. And but definitely, I, I think, think Ancelotti you know, managed it I really think, well. I think for me, Anelka definitely comes in as a big un- unsung hero. It's understandable. His, yeah, his, his contributions kind of get overlooked because the personality overlooks Agreed. the, the but, player. You know, yeah. and he was competing and getting in the team mm-hmm. with Henri and Trezeguet at France. Like, exactly, you know. yeah ridiculously good players although he caused an absolute meltdown at that 2010 World Cup <laughs> oh man yeah half of them had left before the final game oh right? god you know I think um, I think he called Raymond Dominic uh, son of a bitch <laughs> like, <laughs> you gaffer man oh my god <laughs> so yeah um, I love it though I think um, there's a couple yeah. more just to quickly discuss, obviously, I've got to mention Big John Carew. Big I was John torn Carew, between yeah, another poor man's drug ban. I, I thought he was like one of the greatest exponents of holding people up. He you really know? was. He scored a lot of goals mm-hmm. for Villa in a short amount of time. Obviously, not like 20 odd a season, but you know, I think 13, he ended up going to Stoke as well, you know. He did, and he wasn't very good. And you kind of think, I, I never understood how that move didn't work out because he just seemed like built. When for he Stoke. was at um, Valencia, he knocked out Real Madrid out of the Champions League with a back heel. Like, Jesus, I never no more, knew that. Thank you for enlightening me with that. <laughs> I was torn between him and Juan Pablo and Hell, but I thought Juan Pablo's much more well known for his impact being one of the first, after um, Faustino Asprilla, one of the first hmm. big South American Colombian superstars in the Prem. You know, yeah. he cost a lot and he was very effective in his first season and his third. So I think he's a bit more well known. Mm-hmm. I might say John Carew might be a bit of a better player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Know, that's hard yeah. to say. So who are we going for? There's also oh, Tunchai. Oh, Tunchai, yes, there's yes, Stoke of course. And, uh, Middlesbrough. There's Dempsey. Clint Dempsey. You know, I love Clint yeah. Dempsey. That goal against Ghana in the World Cup, step over, turns mm-hmm. inside, right foot. I was like, yeah, he's still got it, mate. Yeah, Great Clint players. Dempsey's very good player, probably one of the best very American technical. players. Yeah, he's, the best American yeah. pl- he's the best American player. I don't yeah. think there's anything about it. Unless, you know, uh, our guy, Unless Mr. Christian Pulisic has there something you go. to I mean, yeah. we'll see. I but think then he looks like he's definitely going to be yeah. better. He looks like he's definitely going to be better. But, but then again, I don't him, know. It's injury prone. Yeah, injury prone, yeah. You know, yeah. We have to see prone. what he's saying yeah. when he's in his 30s. Um, it's tough. This is the toughest pick. Yeah, I'd say I'm, just, I'm going for an Elka for me as a definite because I think even though the quality of the player has never been in question, but I think he's unsung because he's not appreciated for what he's what he's done. I like, think uh, winning the league with Arsenal. I think I think he did win the Champions League with I think he, the, uh, with Real, even though he didn't get to play in the final. But I think he was like mm. in the squad, and he was in around and around that great team. Who's winning the league? Which, um, that now that's like very tough for me. <laughs> so like, hard, um, isn't it? Tunche, like now you that late mention. I think Tunche is a very good shout. You can have Luis Saha in there for the quality of teams he played for, but then maybe too many injuries. Someone like Dirk Kite as well is, you know, well-known, but... Well-known, yeah. But almost too well-known. Yeah, almost. Almost too well-known, but yeah. You, you could maybe have him, you know, you don't... When you think of really good strikers, and you don't, that's not really the first name no, that comes not. into the league. You know, Tim Cahill maybe as Tim well. Tim Cahill could play there occasionally, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely had the ability. Mm. Just pick one. Oh gosh, I think I am going to... Ha- For me, it, if we're going off the category of someone that's the most underappreciated, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Darren Huckabee, mate. Yeah. Honestly, very, very good player. And um, I'm surprised that people don't speak about him much more, yeah. basically. Okay, yeah. Maybe someone on the bench? Someone on the bench. Big Yak? Probably Clint Dempsey. 
Ooh. Yeah, good shout, yeah. Yeah. Slim Gentry. I yeah. reckon. Okay. Cool. Okay, we're going to get to the final segment of the show, which is Warsaw Watch. Yes. <laughs> You know, our local team and local team. Uh, the ups and downs and, you know. What ups, mate? What ups? <laughs> it's just going down and down. Oh, it was um, uh, me and Craig, um, we went to the game over the weekend. You know, uh, the ground was a lot more full. We've just That's come off a win. You know, we thought like, you know, it's uh, we're going to go on the up a bit. Home game against Bristol who haven't won away in like 14 months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and what do they do? <sighs> Once again, you know what? Against Stevenage, we thought the same thing. Like, you know, when all of us guys went out and uh, we saw it, we went 1 0 up. You know, we play good football when we do play on the ground. But, you know, then it kind of, once it goes to 1 0, we kind of seem to regress into our half and kind of hope for, like, okay, we're going to, like, make it over the line. And, and against Stevenage, that last 10, 10 to 15 minutes was so tense. It just felt like, you know, is that goal coming from them? Because we were just like camped in our half. Since the sort of Dean Smith era of Warsaw, uh-huh. I remember when Mar- we played Chelsea in a cup yeah. game and Mourinho said like, if you keep playing like this, you'll go in places. Since that, there's been a bit of a Warsaw DNA about trying to play uh-huh. possession or, or passing football, whatever you want to call it, and keeping the ball on the ground and not doing the classic, what people think of lower league, which is lump the yeah. ball up. And it's great that we're trying to do that. It's just you've got to have the players. Yeah. You've got to have the manager I, who can I think that. it's more of a mani- managerial thing because uh, when we di- did play on the ground, it always seemed like you know, we, we seemed to create more, we seemed to push forward more, mm. or when we seemed to lump it, yes, one or two chances here and there, but majority of the times we lose it, we seem to like a good defensive mid. And it just seems like everyone just kind of runs through our midfield. Yeah. And, but we've got a decent defenders, you know, from what yeah. we've seen so Ward, far. Ward, Sadler, yeah. bought those two. They're, you know, very experienced heads in the team. Yeah, and Oscar we've got Davey this guy, uh, this good. Congolese guy, number six. He's um, he's a very good player as well. You know, big centre-half. Oh, Manny Month. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he likes to hoof it quite a bit. <laughs> a lot of balls on the on that basket road because of him, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the guy, you know, and I felt sorry for him, you know, because I feel like a lot of balls on the M6, m- yeah. me and Craig were talking about how it's definitely down to a managerial thing. Cause, you think? Yeah, because Bristol Road, they haven't won away in 14 months. and Yeah, that tells you something, doesn't it? And, Why you know, would it be us? It's, yeah, it, just, it was just coming, you know, like that. We went one nil ahead again, and it was a very good goal. You know, uh, I think our number seven set up, uh, number 15, um. Yeah, and it was it was a good goal, but then going later on into the game, second half came out very negative, you know. And then they were constantly pushing, pushing, pushing. And you know what? A good shout out to the Bristol Rovers fan, you know, considering they're the second team in the in that city. They bought, they, are, yeah. they nearly filled out their whole away end. It's brilliant, you know. And um, so for periods of the game, they were out singing us. So I think. One of the biggest problems, and it's just been consistent for years since I've been since I've been alive, yeah. is the fact that Warsaw, as a um, in the stadium at the Bescot, struggles to generate an atmosphere for its home fans. Mm-hmm. Not to have a go at any of the diehards. There's some great, passionate fans in there. That it's a club thing, isn't it? It's the price of the tickets for the standard of football that you go to see is too high for a working yeah. class town that Warsaw is. It's a lot of money, and um, 
we need to get more people in the stadium to back yeah, the team. Yeah, of course. And I think that's a big problem because like, I think uh, me and, and Craig, we paid around £24. And For lower it, end League 2 football. Man. Yeah, League 2 football. We're down the bottom. We need to get more support in. We do. And, you know, when you proposition to someone £24 to play Warsaw, when you can get tickets for like Premier League grounds for mm. not too much a more. or so more, a little bit more. Yeah. It's not, it's, and then mm. the quality of players you see and the football you see in... You'd rather just go down... Go down the pub with your mates, spend that £24 on a couple of pints and watch, yeah. f- watch a, a Premier League game from there. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And I think and that really does put the club at a big disadvantage and I hope that that's something that look at maybe have like, we were talking maybe have like a variable price structure, say if the whole stadium's going to be s- sold out, they're going to like charge you £10. Like they charge, do the fan yeah. experience days occasionally, but I yeah. think that should be much more often. Yeah, and uh, if there is not as many, then we'll be, this would be the price. And then it kind of gives you an incentive, you know, tell your friends like, okay, come to the Warsaw game, you know, let's go and watch some live football, yeah. you know, experience. It's like, fun, it's a great yeah. It's, it's out, a good day it? out, it definitely. I'd sit there with the fans. It's a disappointing day out, but it's a fun day out. <laughs> Nonetheless, but still, like the overall experience, you know, it's part and parcel. You actually get, with the prices, like, you know, a lot of us support Premier League teams, we kind of fought like, uh, the season tickets, etc. No, it would be all. nice for us to like, you know, kind of experience like, you know, football live, and that's something definitely I hope we'll also look at. If yeah, they... we've all we've all been done the yeah. best guy, and it is a good day out, you know. Yeah. So, um, and this... Joe Joe made a really good point earlier, didn't he? Just before we started, saying, that, you know, we don't know too much about how the pay structure works mm-hmm. for charging for tickets, but maybe it is like a league standard thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to, you know, read up on it a bit more about the pricing. Maybe we're not allowed to drop it, and as Joe said, like undercut the teams that might not be, you know, physically allowed in the EFL. Mm, I don't know, like, but if it is, I think they should try it at least. You yeah, can't get any course. worse. Yeah, it's just the way things are going right now. I just hope that we don't drop out of the league. You know, like after last week's win, we were kind of optimistic, but mm, yeah, you know, um, going forward, I'm just gonna ask you, what's your prediction for like the end of the end position for Warsaw? I don't think we'll go down. I don't think we'll go down. I think we'll stay up. And I think we'll finish. I think Matty Taylor will get sacked come Feb. I um, think he's going to get sacked if he carries on playing. Because the new manager is going to need a, a January to... Not that we're going to sign He lost to money. Joey Barton, man. You know, <laughs> I just genuinely felt disappointed when think, like, we lost that game. I think we'll have a little bit of a run come February. And I think once we get some new signings gelled together, some new loans in, and I think we'll finish 18th. Yeah. we got Exeter City next. Mm. Away, what do you think? What's the score prediction? Away, haven't been too great on the. And they're like top end, the sixth. I know. I'm always optimistic. I think we'll lose only four nil. Nah, I reckon <laughs> we could get a one one. There's not a lot of goals in this team. We don't seem. We obviously, you know, we we conceded two. You know, today we don't leak goals massively. Yeah. They haven't conceded many either. They only conceded six goals. <laughs> So, um, and 12 4, so they're but like. But there's not a lot of hours. So, I don't I know. Think if we play, you know, if we get people like, I don't know how much Alfie Bates plays now, but he's an exciting young player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Liam Cantilla's been a stalwart at, at Walsall for years now. you got Usa Davy, who's a good creator. Um, it's a shame we got rid of a lot of our powerful wingers from last season, like McDonald and yeah. stuff like that, and Flash Gordon. But I reckon, I reckon we can get a goal. Yeah. I've got think... that Barnsley youngster on only scored today. Why not? I think um, considering we're much better at home and our record away is like, I don't know, maybe, sorry to sound negative guys, but That's I think fine. it's going to be a 1-0 to Exeter being a realistic a bet. 1-0. But at the same time, I'm hoping we can maybe get a 1-1 draw. 
know? Always back to Sadler's yeah. one one, mate. But anyways, guys, thank you very much for listening to us um, at Chameleon FC. Um, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode and obviously check out the music with uh, Mojo, our residence producer in the building. And that's all from me and Rob. Uh, thank you very much and we'll catch you next time.